Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Have you heard the horror stories about the Ring of Fire? Well, I've got a burning desire to help you relax a little more around this topic. Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 172 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we're going to unpack this experience and take one step closer to feeling prepared for your home birth. You ready? Now, before we get started, I want to make sure that you know where you can get even deeper, more personalized help when it comes to preparing for the transformative event that will be your home birth. Make sure you're preparing for your specific birthing experience at home, not with a curriculum designed for mothers giving birth in a totally different location and situation. Join me and hundreds of other home birth mamas inside of Happy Home Birth Academy, the premier childbirth education program designed for well, you, mothers planning to give birth at home. Inside of Happy Home Birth Academy, we prepare both head and heart for the sacred experience that awaits you after 10 months of growing this glorious new life. You're about to cross the threshold into motherhood, whether for the first or 15th time, and this is an event that deserves your full attention and preparation. We'll grow your mindset, prune back the societal programming, and allow for the fresh new budding of confidence and excitement for all that this experience can entail. Moreover, you'll learn all about the physiological experience of birth, and you'll gain the tools and techniques to feel that you're truly a part of the event, that birth isn't just happening to you, but you're an active participant in it. Let's make the most of the sacred rite of passage by preparing for it diligently, yet comfortably. Join me inside of HHA today by heading to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash HHA. And if you're ready to totally up-level your birth preparation, you are going to want to sign up for the waitlist of the Home Birth Collective. Yes, it's coming soon, my friends. The HBC is not childbirth education in the typical sense. No, no, this is childbirth assimilation and integration. Get ready to soak up every ounce of joy available to you in your pregnancy by joining an experience like no other. The HBC is my newest baby, and I am so proud at what it is about to grow. Alongside a full-bodied, home-birth-centered childbirth education curriculum, I've teamed up with dozens of experts, midwives, pelvic floor physical therapists, dietitians, body workers, newborn specialists, and so much more to bring you everything you need to thrive in this transformation. You'll be working individually with me, we'll be chatting it up through Voxer, and you'll experience prenatal centering calls with other pregnant home birth mothers to truly form a band of friendship and community like no other. I am so overwhelmed with how these pieces are coming together so beautifully, and I am thrilled that I'll be offering this experience to the first two of you very soon. If you already know you're a raving fan and a heck yes, make sure you head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash collective to sign up for the waitlist so you're the first to get the application when it's ready. And thank you to this week's reviewer of the week, Kenzie Ray, who wrote a must for expecting mamas. 
After having doubts and unsettling feelings regarding my OB care, I ran across this podcast by chance, and I'm so glad that I did. I'm 25 weeks along in my first pregnancy, and this podcast has given me the courage to make some serious changes to better fit my true desires and wishes to have the best birth possible, including cutting ties with my traditional OB and transferring care to a birthing center with wonderful midwives. The raw stories of women who share their range of birthing experiences has given me such a greater look into what to expect on all ends of the spectrum when we go to deliver our girl. It has given me encouragement, wisdom from women who have gone before me and conquered, and also given me a push to do research on my own in areas I may not have ventured to otherwise. Thank you so much for creating such a wonderful space of transparency and excitement for the pregnant mamas. I look forward to each new episode. What an incredible testimony, Kinsey Ray. I am so proud and encouraged to hear that this podcast was a source of education and courage for you. What an amazing, empowered change you made, and I can't wait to hear how your birth will unfold. If you'll email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I would love to send you a Happy Home Birth podcast sticker. And what a great reminder that people are happening upon this podcast by chance. But it isn't really just by chance. It's by you rating and reviewing it and subscribing so consistently. Thank you to all of those who have left a rating or review and to every single one of you who has taken a moment to share this podcast with a friend, whether on social media or by word of mouth. You are such a help to this effort. Okay, now on to our discussion. Please remember, this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. So, what is the ring of fire? Well, more accurately, it's the sensation of crowning. When the pressure of your baby's head, or crown, is applied fully to your perineum as his head begins to actually exit your body. So he's passed the cervix, and now all that stands between your baby and the outside world is the muscle and tissue of your pelvic floor. Hooray, you're almost there. This part has been described as intense pressure, a rug burn, stinging, like stretching your mouth open too far, feeling like you're tearing, a quick moment of burning, intense and hot. But from the information I've gathered and through polling my own followers, this last little bit can actually be the cause for major fear before labor even begins. About 50% of you said that you did feel scared to experience the sensation of crowning. I think this is probably very related to the fear that many mothers have regarding tearing. So it's kind of two fears in one. We're scared to feel the sensation, but we're also scared of what the sensation may mean for us. Today, I want to take a few minutes to work through these concerns, give you a few practical tips, and ready ourselves with a more open and excited mindset. So first, let's talk about a few things that we can do physiologically to prepare. But if you think this is the part where I'm going to launch into the benefits of perineal massage during pregnancy, think again. While perineal massage may be right for you, research seems to indicate that it's not some big tear-preventing booster, though it does seem to reduce the chances of a mainstream care provider performing an episiotomy, which is interesting. Briefly, My thoughts on perineal massage are as follows, and this is my big fat opinion. Our babies will be descending through the pelvis and then onto the perineum. Stretching will be from inside to outside, which is the opposite of what happens when we stick 
a finger or a device like the epino into the vagina and put pressure. Though this example isn't exactly the same, it kind of makes me think of wearing in a baseball glove on the opposite side that you wouldn't be using to catch the ball. Some mothers love perineal massage, and if that's you, massage away. But if you're feeling like it's not for you, I don't think you should try to force yourself to like it by any means, and the research surely doesn't strongly point to that either. So what can we do to prepare the tissue instead? I've got two ideas. Nourish it and relax it. Yes, I believe your diet can nourish your perineal tissue to a great extent. When you focus on collagen-rich, gelatin-heavy foods, you're giving your body the building blocks it needs to create stretchy, supple tissue. I try to drink a cup of homemade bone broth each day. I make it at the beginning of the week with the bones from a whole chicken plus two added chicken feet along with some veggies. Amazing jiggly gelatin ensues. Another option is putting collagen in your coffee daily, though I highly recommend sourcing a quality brand. Perfect Supplements, the brand I use, is thoroughly tested for heavy metals and glyphosate, and I feel safe consuming their products for that reason. I use both their collagen and their gelatin. The gelatin I use to make gummies and marshmallows, and I'll put a link in the show notes along with my discount code, HOMEBIRTH10. So, collagen, gelatin. I also want to make sure I'm eating some good saturated fats each day, whether from butter or beef tallow, being certain that I'm loading up on fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, and then I would also recommend applying tallow topically to soften and nourish that very sensitive area. You can certainly purchase some great tallow lotions or butters, but you can also just use straight tallow. So now you're nourishing the skin both internally and externally. Okay, so we know now how to nourish the perineum. So let's turn to relaxing it. With our high-stress lifestyle, it's no wonder to me that so many of us are dealing with tight pelvic floors. Taking the time to learn how to relax every muscle in our body, which is what we do inside of HHA and will do inside of the HBC, goes a long way. I cannot overstress just how helpful it is to learn to relax and release. When you've practiced relaxing your body prenatally, you'll feel confident as your body begins to stretch and make space for your baby's head to exit. That sense of fear will be far less likely when you know that you have the tools to let this event happen and not feel a need to fight it. If you're looking for extra physical preparation, I would highly recommend some myofascial release. That made a huge difference for my pelvic floor and my level of comfort between my first and second birth. Pelvic floor physical therapists will certainly be full of great tips too. Okay, so we've now nourished and relaxed. What else do we need to know? Well, we need to know that the sensation of crowning, even if it is intense, is not typically extremely prolonged. Not only because baby is going to be exiting soon, but also because when your baby is that low, he's putting pressure on nerve bundles and cutting off much of the sensation. While there's certainly a variation of time that a baby may be crowning, the sensation is generally experienced for 30-ish seconds to a couple of minutes. We need to remember that experiencing this sensation does not necessarily mean that we're tearing or that we're going to tear, even if that's what feels like is happening. Yes, many mothers will experience a slight to small graze or tear. 
That's very common. It's a very normal aspect of birth, though many mothers do not. And the chances of tearing are far less when we let our bodies tell us what position to assume instead of being told to lay flat on our back and push with our legs up in stirrups. We'll have a full episode on tearing in the future, but for now, do remember that the perineum was designed to stretch, as it does so well during the ring of fire, and it was also designed to heal, as it will postpartum if need be. And speaking of positions, there are some that give the perineum more, well, give. Hands and knees, side lying and kneeling, like you might over a birth pool, are often positions that mothers will instinctively assume when they begin to push, which takes the pressure off of the perineum, whereas squatting, lithotomy, and standing can increase that pressure. If you're looking for another way to decrease the pressure, hopping into the birth pool is certainly an option. The buoyancy provides cushioning and slight counter pressure from the outside, and it also gives you as the mother some space. Why is this important? Well, this allows you to be the one to put pressure on your perineum if it's needed, instead of having anyone else do it if that's not asked for or needed. Now, before I give another one of my big fat opinions, I love sharing what my community has to say and what they felt worked for them. Here are a few ways mothers responded when I asked for their favorite tips for coping with crowning. Warm water compresses, just breathing, midwife saying not to push and rather feel the baby's head and breathe instead. One mom said she bit down on her husband's hand. Listen to your body and be in a pushing position that feels natural and comfortable. Horse lips and unclenched hands. Perineal massage, water, vocalizing, panting, and visualizing baby's head coming out. All right, on to my opinion, and I will not be offended if yours is slightly different or vastly different. But this is what I believe it all comes down to. For so long, we as women have been told how to give birth. We've looked outside of ourselves for the answers from doctors and even the most well-meaning, caring, and wonderful midwives. This is what I believe to be true. Beyond the very rare times when birth exits the realm of normal, which is rare, Your body knows how to do this. Your body knows how and when to push. It knows what position is best for you to get into. It knows what to do to relax the areas that need to be relaxed. The issue is that undisturbed birth, even in the home birth setting, is rare. A genuinely hands-off, verbally unguided, instinctual birth is a rarity. A birth without checks, without being told to push or not to push, It's not common by a long shot, and I think it does quite a disservice to mothers. And if we as the mothers, if we have not taken the time to truly, deeply ready ourselves mentally during pregnancy, we're going to feel like we need someone to tell us what position to try, whether or not we're ready to push, how we should breathe baby down or give it an extra oomph. Now, clearly this doesn't mean that I think we should be totally void of input and just plug our ears and wait for birth to happen. No, I think there's such benefit to hearing all of the variations of experiences and learning all of the possible techniques that may help us once the situation arises. But even more importantly than that, prenatally we need to be tuning into our own bodies and our own intuitions. 
we need to learn how our body and our subconscious talks to us so that we comfortably can just be during labor. My friend, your body has a God-given, immaculate design for labor and for birth. It was designed to create the hormones that you need to cope with the intensity of the experience, including the intensity of the ring of fire. It was designed so that some of your nerves are stunted from firing. How perfectly amazing and cool is that? We have our very own built-in pain management system. Your body is so incredible and it has what it needs to give birth and to cope with all of the experiences of labor, including the ring of fire. Before I close, if you're looking to dig deeper, I've linked a couple of studies below, as well as a few of my favorite blog posts by Dr. Rachel Reed, who has very much influenced my thoughts on physiological birth. Okay, my friends, I hope this was a helpful episode for you. Be sure to share it with a friend on social media if it was, and feel free to tag me at Happy Home Birth Podcast. That's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.